Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. Um, I'm just kind of curious since I just got out of a seven-year relationship, so I'm wondering if that's kind of the end of it or if there's anything in the future as far as love goes for me. I haven't had the best luck as far as guys. (laughs) All right, Kim, will she find love again? Um, The relationship you ended is done. Um, There's still a lot of hurt and sorrow, and I feel a lot of grieving in my trust with that one yet, so that one's going to take a little bit to get over. Uh, I get pulled, honestly, two a few years out before you actually find your one, the one that you feel is like your safety, security, your true, what you want to call true love. Uh, it's going to be a few years. Right now, the, the number is about three years. That's really popping up in my head, but that can always change. If you and lower you your standards, Jessica, you'll find guys like me, and it's really not that bad of a run. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long run. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, enjoy your alone time, I guess. I mean, there's always something good to you know be able to kind of be with yourself and and figure out who you are. Oh yeah, and take your time. Yeah, that was definitely. one of my biggest pet peeves in myself that I went from relationship to relationship immediately. Sometimes they overlap. There's a lot of words for that. We're not so, going to use them on the radio. But, thank uh, you. But yeah, take some time for yourself. Yes, we'll do. I think that's the time it is now. That's awesome. All right, so calls back in three years. Let us know how it's going. Hi, sir. Will. Right. Thanks, Thanks lot, Jess. Have, have a great morning. Hi, Joe. How are you today? Good. How are you guys? Good. Oh my God. Uh, uh, what What happened with your dogs here? Uh, before you ask Psychic Kim, you know what you want to ask. What happened? Yes, I had two Australian shepherds. I had Traeger, who I found on my yard, um, and he was deceased. And then just this last summer, somebody hit my other Australian um, right by our farm and just left him late. That's so oh sad. God. I'm so sorry to hear this. So, so, um, so, uh, your puppies are gone. And what would you like to ask Psychic Kim then? I just want to know if they're still with me. Oh, <laughs> Here's the best thing about animals is that they never leave us. They are always around. Um, as soon as you mentioned both of them, I knew that they were separate. Like they didn't die together at the same time. That one I could feel right away. Um, the one that was laying on the ground, um, I keep getting, I don't know if you ever figured this out, but I keep hearing poison and I want to like, I feel like I need to like puke and I feel like I got into something like there's some sort of poison. Wow. Um, so I'm just, I don't know if you know that, but that one keeps coming up. Like I need to tell you that. Um, the other thing is they like, oh my gosh, I feel like they're both like cuddle. Like I want to wrap up in your lap and I just want to cuddle and there's something about underneath your chin like I want to put my head under your chin and like put your chin up so that's kind of how they're showing me like chin up chin up um they're they're constantly around I feel what I get pulled it's to it almost looks like a farm or um, out in the country and I'm walking all around a perimeter and I'm always constantly watching I'm always constantly being like a, a guard dog so yes they're always that was around. Okay. Yep. Always around. I'm glad you called, Joe. Thank you so much, you guys. You're welcome. Have a great day. Hang in there. Take care. You too. Oh, that one's great. Is there, Kim? Is there just a is there just a different energy uh, from a pet or a, an animal than there is, you know, from humans? Um, a little bit, yes. Um, animals don't really have a whole lot of fear. They don't have a lot of um, frustration. 
um, judgments at all. They are just pure love, pure joy, pure innocence oh. is what they are. And they're all just like, hey, I'm so happy. Um, whereas humans sometimes it's like, oh, it's like pulling teeth sometimes to get them to come through. And sometimes they're still holding on to some things that they're just not cool with. So that's most of the um, difference I find with them. They're kind of the exact opposite of cat. <laughs> he just talks too much today. Uh, how is Katie doing? Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi, doing good. Good. Uh, last segment or uh, last call for this segment. We'll get some more people on with Psychic Kim here in a second. What would you like to ask about today? Um, just worried about my husband's mental health and um, if anything's ever going to get better. Okay. So what are you thinking here, Kim? What are you feeling? Um. Oof. That one's kind of heavy. I will be honest on this one. Um, I feel a lot of disconnect and a lot of things going on neurologically in the brain right now. Miss A lot of misfires. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. Look at your natural health, natural health and healing at this point. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, I hear a combination. It's not, keep do, he's got to keep doing what he's doing, but I think you really need to look into some natural health and healing for him. Um, he has it's like his spirit's not completely connecting with his physical body that so that tells me that there's some physical things going on too that are just not being addressed physically like either misbalances in his vitamins minerals um gut health maybe some amino acids that aren't working good i get pulled to the liver i know the liver's not functioning as it should so functional medicine doctor yeah Awesome. That's very helpful. Very helpful. Definitely. Um, me and my husband, we've been together for eight years. We got two boys. Um, how is our future looking for us? Like, like, are you going to stay together? Is that kind of what you're asking? or? Um. Yeah. I mean, keeping, you know, the um, just keeping the family together. All right, okay. Kim. What are you Hopefully saying? Hopefully it's going to luck. Um. <laughs> Yes. Yep. I, I don't see anybody splitting apart, anything like that. I actually see, well, this is actually really heartfelt. Um, the older that you guys get, it's like the more you fall in love with each other. Like, yes, we all have these ups and downs. That's marriage. Um, it's a commitment. Uh, mm-hmm. But no. yes, I keep getting pulled to just more expansion of love and seeing each other for what you truly are and actually noticing how each person is contributing to the family in a different way. Um, Even with your boys, you mentioned your two boys, like I see you both really helping them out and thriving. And it's almost like a coaching type effect that you're doing with your boys um, to helping them understand life. Like this is actually really beautiful. Like great job. But that's what parenting in a family is. You guys are a team, you know, And yes. no one cares yeah. about you more than the main coaches, you and your husband. So even if you, even if people are divorced, if those kids see you two working together, it's, it's a no fail. So I hope everything works out for you. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Nicole. Happy VD. Yeah, yeah thanks. Take you care. guys as well. <laughs> that was so beautiful. And then you just ruin it. How do I ruin it? I'm trying to be nice and welcome people onto the show like April. Hi, April. Hi. Hey, what's your question for Psychic Kim this morning? Well, I have a husband that's really struggling emotionally because his family kind of turned on him, and he 
has always kind of been there for his family. Sorry, it's really hard. Um, Take your time. I just want to know if he's, if he's going to be okay and what we can do to make him find a new path and be mm-hmm. happier. And Well, he's lucky to have you. We'll start with that. Yeah, what are you saying yeah. here, Kim? Uh, I do feel like... Uh, there's a lot that goes into this that I, I want to just like blurt out, but I keep hearing not on the, not completely on the radio. Oh, okay. So, uh, what I will say is he will, he will be okay. It's going to take him a couple years and I don't feel he's ever going to completely grieve the loss of his family. I do see in the future, like there's talking, there's conversing, but it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. Right. Um, so, for him, the best thing is to just continuously, I feel like, talk to him, have him express his emotions as much as possible. Um, I see a lot of different types of therapists. Um, just, uh, yeah, just help him talk through it. Do not let him clam up. Um, the other thing is help him find a hobby. Ooh. Get his mind busy, active. I feel like I want to find a hobby. Yep. Okay. And. And I feel is like I want to listen to a lot of music. Like, yes, he does listen to a lot of music. Um, is there a way or something that you see in his future? Because he's very talented in lots of different ways that he would be successful changing careers completely and going out on his own. Oh, career change. He he needs to be coaching. He needs to be helping other people. Like he is, he is actually right really good at uplifting other people. Just right now he has to go through some stuff to find that within himself to be able to express up to other people. So I see him more as like a motivational type coach in the future. Okay. All right, right. April. Hope this helps. Hang in there. Everybody's got something they're looking forward to. Spring is the season of optimism, whether it's weather related, whether it's uh, kids are going to be getting out of school. And I think that's kind of the road you're going down. So my question to everyone today is, what is the thing you're most optimistic about? It can be today, this week, this month, this year. What's yours? Not paying that daycare bill this summer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are your plans with that money instead? What are you going to do? Buying a private island? Well, in the summers, I go back to being a stay-at-home trophy wife, so that'll just be extra budgeting for myself. So what do you do? Go to the beach? Do you bring the kids to the park every day, splash pad, try to mix it up every day? Always. Always. We do home economics where, you know, I wash the cars. We call that auto body. There you go. You know, we go... They get they get uh, their Morgan tax every snack opening. We yep. talk about taxes. Um, you got life. We go to the grocery life. store. Yeah, life lessons we learn at Momo's Day Camp for the misguided youth. Nice. <laughs> so it is my favorite to get off of work and I'm done at like 11 a.m. and then I go home and we just tan at the beach almost every single day. Yes. It is awesome. Nothing says productive life like laying around and not doing anything. Aside from the chiggers, it's a pretty good deal. So, uh, Morgan, I just live my life. How far away are you from not ever having to pay for daycare again? Because I remember uh, my wife and I had this discussion often when we have like at least one kid in daycare, then thinking, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, we're getting so close. We're getting so close. We're going to be so rich when they get to go to school. How far away are you from that? So I'm 
a lunch lady during the school year. So her and I will both be done with daycare and school at the end of May. And but that's it. Like you don't have any more kids that will ever be in daycare again. May is the is the nope. She is going to kindergarten in September, and I am counting the days. Okay. Just optimism, pure optimism for the summer and September, and then Morgan becomes a free lady. Yes. Look at you. I'm so happy for you. I'm really excited. We'll throw Thank a party. about this? We'll just all get together. We'll get a couple of bottles of whatever you want, and we'll just make it Morgan's day. Okay. You, you don't care about a hurdle of kids coming with, though? I got three. It doesn't bother me kids anymore. Bother Listen, kids don't, other people's kids don't bother me. My kids bother me <laughs> so much. Like, if, I just, I don't care about anyone else's kids. That's your responsibility, man. It'll be here before you know it, Morgan. Oh, I know. I can't wait. Have a great day. Thanks for sharing with well, us. I was going to say, I better get off the phone before I drop her off at daycare, and I'm talking about how much I don't want to pay her anymore. <laughs> so. Are you getting, Trisha, anything? Yeah. You want to say it she's all? Like she's got the radio on. Oh. Uh, so I can't say what it is. I mean, she gives me the, uh, well, you're taking me to Mexico. And I'm like, well, who else am I going to take with? So right. uh, she's, uh, yeah, she's usually pretty happy with just uh, being recognized. Okay. I uh, got some amazing flowers last night. I got a little handwritten note from my other Valentine. It was very sweet. Um, but I was reading about one way to totally sabotage a date tonight, which the date tonight. Why would you want to sabotage a date? No, you don't want to. That's why I oh, want to give you like a heads up. But the date tonight should be completely planned. You know, like it, it should it should already be taken care of. There should be no questions of where should we go. But they say that one way to sabotage any relationship is to have dating paralysis. This is where you are asked a question by whomever you're dating, and then you just go paralyzed with your answer. Like, where do you want to go? I don't care. Wherever you want to go. That's kind of like dating paralysis. What do you want to do this weekend? I don't care. It's up to you. So You do care. Eight out of ten guys are like, I want a woman to just tell me what to do. Yet that's kind of exhausting as a female, just to tell you, males. Well, it's like it's a nice we're surprise sometimes. Dogs. This is what's happened oh somewhere. Al- somewhere along the line, you've had this discussion where you turn to her and you go, "Hey, what do you want to do? Where, where do you want to go?" And so they go, "I don't care." So you go to your favorite place, and then she sits there like a bump on a log and an unhappy human because you did what you wanted to when it's never the intent. I just You're supposed say, to read your mind, dummies. It's exhausting being the one to always make decisions. I would have zero problems with that, ever. If my wife looked at me and said, we'll go wherever you want to go every single time and I will never, ever, ever act the fool once we get here and I don't like it, then I would go where I want it every time. Instead, we think about your happiness. That's what you don't understand. And then, because he, he, here's what you will never have a guy do. You will never say, hey, where do you want to go? And he would say, I don't care. And if you made the decision and drove there, we wouldn't care. We wouldn't sit there all bucky because we didn't get our favorite spot that you were supposed to know ahead of time. And that's true. I don't think that we should play games as females, but ask the question, what cuisine are you thinking about? And then you choose the restaurant. But if we've gone to a restaurant in the past and I have only commented about how much I hate the way it smells. I'm sticking to the floor. I don't then ever don't want say to come I don't back care. There. Then don't bring me there uh, again. Then give me the list of places you don't want to go. If you don't care, just go, I don't want to go to A, B, or C. And I will find D, E, and F. Guaranteed. Okay. I can't. I'm just saying it's very exhausting dating someone with dating paralysis. It's where you just go now numb. there's a name for it even, huh? Yeah, you can't make any decisions and you just go paralyzed. People want 
definitive answer. It's called stupid. Okay. It always intrigues me when Kat walks into the studio and says, you know what my rich friend did? And then to hear that she has something... to give to her husband that it is the most expensive thing you've ever held in your hand? The thing is, Derek would kill me if I got him one of these because he will never use them. I would never use one, but she handed me... A razor. No. (laughs) A $7,000 watch that she's giving her husband. Wow. Like, I... I have never held something that expensive in my hand. Obviously, someone's going to be like, well, what about car keys or whatever? Yeah, that's expensive. Like be able to have it in your hand. A tangible, yeah, something that fits in your hand. Before that, I held my cousin's. uh, It was a, I don't know how they make these puppies in like a lab, but it was one of those super tiny teddy bear, teacup teddy bear Dogs, but it was an actual living dog. It was four thousand dollars, and it literally fit in the palm of my hand. It was the most adorable thing. So until then, until this last week, it was seven thousand dollars. So you had in your hand a seven thousand. Do you remember what kind of watch it was? I don't. Was it, it was like, like a, an. It. She said it was from like an Italy-based company because they just went there to celebrate their ten year. Oh. And I guess he. Pointed one out, fell in love with it. And she's I like, would Ooh. probably be angry if my wife spent that cute. kind of money on a watch. But, yeah, I was like, girlfriend, he's, I guess, going to love that. My husband would not. But what is the most expensive thing that you've held in your hand? All right, I want to give this some thought. Uh, Amanda is on line three, and she says that $7,000 watch is nothing compared to what she's had in her Ooh, hand. Okay. So I'm excited to hear about hers. Hi, Brandy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Most expensive thing you ever held in your hand. So it wasn't something that I purchased, but I have held a half a million dollar check in my hand. Oh my gosh. What was this for? Um, let's just say a settlement at work. Okay. Okay. Now this this wasn't like going to you. It didn't have your name on the check. You were just holding it? Just holding it, and I think that even made it worse because it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you had to give it away to somebody else. Somebody else. <laughs> when you look down and see all those zeros, does it make you feel just insignificant? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. All right, so we're at half a million. And I had to walk into the bank. It was windy, and I, I, I was nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the death grip on the check, it's all folded in your hand like, yeah. uh, like a, a big crunch bar. All right, hey, th- so we're at a half a million. Thank you, Brandy. I appreciate that. Now, hey, Dylan, if I understand this right, you have something super expensive in your hand like right now? Yeah. What is it? I do. It's actually part of my hand. Um, I lost my finger two and a half years ago, and I have a $28,000 prosthetic. Which finger? Uh, My index, my trigger finger. So one finger costs that much? You don't have a whole hand? Oh, yeah, a whole hand probably costs like 150000 well, Five times whatever one is. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, can I ask how you lost your finger? Um, so I was farming and do liquid manure pumping. Yeah. And uh, I was super tired one day and not thinking right and stuck my finger in an agitation pump, and it was like hitting a ceiling fan, and it just kind of... Was it so fast that it didn't hurt and then it set in or did it hurt instantly Um, and didn't stop hurting? When I saw it, it was still on my finger when I saw it. 
and it like it was just more of like a whole oh, crap my fingers off and then it was really cold that day so it kind of just everything froze yeah so like 40 minutes later it started hurting because it started to you know recirculate now but, was your finger that mangled that it was unable to be reattached yeah, yeah, middle finger was, like, broken in, like, eight, nine places, and oh since it was liquid manure... Well, we I was going to say, is there is there a risk of really, really bad infection, then, with all that manure? Yeah, yeah, and it took it took me about three and a half hours to get to Grand Forks, so oh my that, God. Was, that was a big deal right That's there. a long drive already. It was... No... That, go ahead. No, no pain medications in the ambulance, though. Uh, well, you're a that, farmer, you're tough, you don't need pain medication. Yeah, of course, right. of course. Hey, uh, he, de- he decided to break the key inside the uh, medicine cabinet <laughs> in the ambulance. Wait, that's why you didn't get pain yeah. medication because the guy, the the EMT yeah. snapped the key <laughs> off in the medicine cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my God, this story keeps getting better. Is that your dominant hand, by the way? Uh, it is. Oh. It is. It still is my dominant hand. It, it it hasn't changed too much in my life. I coached volleyball. That helped me out a lot tremendously. It, Save my it was great therapy so what's it made out of is it plastic or rubber it's like uh like carbon fiber and and like uh some rubber pieces yeah yeah is it impacting your love life at all you got another one you know <laughs> can make it better you're the best man hey, hey will, you, will you do me a favor just because uh, the last thing i want you to do when you get like to a spot where you're not driving or in the car or anything can you take a, a picture of it and and text it to us i want to see kind of what that looks like yeah yeah of course all right man thanks for being on the show yeah of course okay. well you guys have a wonderful morning yeah you too give that guy a high five. all right, all right. Hi, Fort. You're so rude. The KCLD Playhouse is powered up by Bradshaw and Bryant Law Offices. Seeking justice for the injured. Was the greatest part of that story, though, the fact that the EMT couldn't give him any pain medication for three hours because he snapped the key off. One thing after the other. That is like just a run of bad luck. Amanda, thank you so much for holding. I really, really appreciate it. I got to know about yours. I know you've been on hold for like 10 minutes. What's the most most expensive thing you've held? It's a pair of earrings that my sister won in a fancy raffle for her work. Like she won a pair of earrings and my dad joked, he's like, you've got a BMW on your head. But nobody thinks they're real, so yeah. it's fine. She just wears them, and it, she wears them all the time. What line of work knows. is she in? Who's auctioning or who's giving this kind of stuff away? She works for a fancy store, and then so it was like all these other fancy stores yeah. um, that were kind of doing like a fundraiser charity. Well, and what do you think just, the value is? If she, if she said, I mean, we're we talking like forty, fifty thousand dollars. I don't think it's that much, but it's a lot. I don't think it's that much. I think, I think that's it's a regional we, thing, too, though. If she's wearing those earrings, like, around here, people would never believe that they're real. They'd think they're from Claire's oh, or something. No. No, she doesn't. Yeah. Nobody thinks. She just wears them. Yeah. And everybody thinks they're just like everything else, you know? So it's not. No. <laughs> but I know, and it freaks me out. I yeah. would be so afraid that they would just fall off my head at the gym or something. What a waste. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. And she's got two little kids where I was kind of grabbing at her head. Oh, my goodness. The dog eats them or something. Yeah. I don't know how my mother-in-law gets the extra alerts from the government or other medical programs where they're like, we're sending out free COVID tests. So we have we have hundreds. So if you ever need any, (laughs) let us know. We've only had COVID once. And so that was when we used it. But she just ordered us like four more boxes from the government for free. 
And so she sent some to us. She sent some to my uh, brother-in-law who lives in uh, Des Moines. And so obviously we're just waiting on that. And Derek went up to the mailbox this morning, grabbed a package that he thought that that's what it was. And so he opens it up and it wasn't. It was medical grade mouthwash and then poise pads. He looks on the front. What's a poise pad? Like uh, women that maybe go potty. Like when they sneeze, like myself. Oh, like after you have a baby kind of thing? Like when you get older, too. Okay. Um, And you don't have, like, full control over your bladder. Well, both ends, though. That package had you covered. Yeah. That's yours? No. Oh. It's our neighbors across the street. Our new elderly neighbors that oh. moved in. So he's like, you have to bring it back tomorrow or Why today. you? He's not doing it? No, because it's hers. And he doesn't want to look like, he doesn't want to embarrass her. So now I feel like. How do I even go over there? You know, I think she'll feel more comfortable with me going over there with these, but it's very, it's kind of intimate. It's like, I turned down the aisle the other day at CBS. I went to go get some Epsom salt and this guy was your 96 holding this big bag of uh, diapers, you know, adult diapers or whatever. And I felt like he would be embarrassed. So I quickly went down the other aisle. I feel like he appreciated that. If he even noticed, couldn't you just tape the package back up and then leave it on their doorstep? I guess. But yeah. It looked all tore up. Like the way Derek opens packages and opens like bags of chips, it's like a dinosaur got a hold of it and just like, <laughs> so like he couldn't this, open it fast enough. Will you learn your le- Will he learn his lesson and start reading the name on the package? I sure we, hope so. We've done this at least 50 times. You and, have? Oh, uh, yeah. It, it, if a package hits our doorstep, it's it yours. gets opened. I mean, immediately it gets opened. You don't and look at the name on it never, at all? I never. always do. There's t- And then I'll have to text my neighbor. I'll be like, hey, I got your package. Sorry, I opened it. I'm bringing it over right away. Yeah. And uh, there's ne- luckily, there's never been anything super embarrassing in there. Mm-hmm. But there have been things that, like, my neighbor Kim will order massive amounts of candles at once. Like, when you get, like, a shipment of, like, 25 candles. Wow. And, uh, and so I'll open it, and I'll go, Trish, I go, what are we doing here? Why do we need another 25 candles? And she goes, I didn't open it. I go, well, it's here. Yeah. You know, like how you overreact. You're like, it's all money getting pissed away. I go, it's here. There's 25 candles here. I swear to God, it didn't. So then I open up my Amazon app. I don't see any of the orders on there. I yeah. go, do you have it? Did you start another account to hide some of your purchases from me? So I get all the cues of it. And then she's like, I didn't. And then she'll open it and she'll look at She goes, that's not even our name on the box. Yeah, sounds like you get worked go, up oh, very God. easily. Well, I do. Listen, who needs 25 candles? Me? No. That sounds amazing. Matt says just put it in their mailbox. I think that's what you do. You got to tape it back up and leave it on the front step. But then they'll wonder who put it in there, which one of their neighbors knows that she potties her pants, you know? That's what I... But then it's not you. I feel like I'll go over there and go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I opened this thinking it was something else. Good luck with with the potty. Maybe it's like a female thing, yeah. But aren't you kind of curious about the mouthwash too, though? Um, No, because older people have bad breath. So I'm just thinking that... For the what in the hell portion of paparazzi, I listened to this. I watched this promo. This can't be real. I don't know, but it is for Valentine's Day. Father of 12, Nick Cannon, is now joining the dating service Christian Mingle. It's almost Valentine's Day. And this year, I'm joining ChristianMingle.com. I'm seeking women's multiple plurals. <laughs> women's. Cut. What do you want your Christian Mingle name to be? Goliath. Fred, you'll see. Genesis 128. I'm just following the word. It's Bible, baby. Sorry. Take 32. I love Jesus. And 
Oh my but, god! But I, can't, I can't say that. This it, can't be real. This it has to be real because be real. they would sue him. Like I it don't, has to be real. I, it, it it can't be. It, it has to be. It wrecks their entire chunk of credibility. Exactly. That's why when a, I heard it this morning, I'm like. This is so puzzling, especially that last part that had to be bleeped out. Melbourne-born Kate Blanchett is sitting down with Vanity Fair. And, you know, when you go to Australia, you'll hear some Aussie slang. She's explaining what it is. Okay, brekkie. That's what we call breakfast. I'm brekkie. Dinky die. That means you're okay, cobber. Thingo. You know when you can't remember something, when you've got early onset dementia like I do? You go, oh, where's that, um, where's that mobile thingo? Shonky means something just is is so badly made. Porky. Now, porky is like a porky pie or a lie. Now, did you tell a porky? I use it to my kids a lot. No, don't tell porkies. Mm. I you start saying porky around here, somebody's going to get fired. Yeah, for sure. I think it's amazing how she can do her English accent. Sometimes you can hear, like, with um, Christian Grey, sometimes he'll go in and out oh, of, Jamie you can Dorn, hear it yeah. a little bit, uh, his Scottish accent, but not with her, like Ocean's 8. She does a fantastic job. All right, so I just thought to make your Valentine's Day a little bit better, I would find a very sick Madonna like myself, I'm not feeling too well, uh, to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Oh, you rebel hearts. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day to you. An American treasure. The Playhouse Podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.